Okay po, I'm Deb Recorder at meron po tayong podcast ng 6pm. At ang speaker po ulit natin ngayon is si, Brad, uh, si Pastor Joel Madera. Pastor Joel, pwede na po kayo mag-start. Pakilala po muna kayo and then yung topic nyo, ta- topic nyo rin po. Okay. I have decided na yung topic ko sa hapon, uh, sa sigsong pangibayin ko. So, so, pero ang pinaka-main topic ko talaga is uh, every 3 o'clock is about our doctrine. Okay, or about uh, urology or neurotic men. Pero ngayon, at ang topic ko ngayon ay Kingdom Theology of the Bible. Okay, ito may pagkaano to sa ano, historical to. Alam mo, ikapwento ko dito yung history ng Christianity. I'm talking about the front Christianity, which is the author of the mainstream Christianity. I want to do something very interesting. I want to talk about what they never talk about in Bible schools and in seminars. I have studied theology by myself and I have been surrounded by theologian, historian, friends, people who completed three bachelor's degrees from different universities and Bible schools. Obtained a master's degree with honor, having the possession of over five doctorate degrees bestowed upon them by universities. And after all of that, I've never heard any school, no seminary, no Bible school, make that statement like this, the kingdom theology of the Bible. Those uh, of the parenthesis of discovery, the original purpose of God. Okay. They just don't teach kingdom theology. As a matter of fact, the term is not even mentioned. And as I listen to them, when we studied theology by myself, they made me read German writers. They made me read Catholic priests like St. Augustine. They made me study commentaries by Calvin, John Wesley. They made me study the deep thinkers that deal with eschatology and rapture and all this stuff. But no one talked to me about the kingdom. And it's the only message Jesus preached. So I am always challenging all schools, church, sect, or denominations. I don't care how famous they are. If they claim to be teaching and preparing people for upcoming events, the rapture and so forth. All for life, why don't you focus on what Jesus focus on, which is the kingdom? So I call it the original purpose of God. Let's talk about theology a little bit. Because most of you, like just me, you are a layman or a business person, you are a retiree, you are an investor, whatever, you are a housewife, maybe a secretary, maybe you are just a student. Whatever you are, big, whatever you are, big words like theology frighten you, right? So I thought it would be good to talk to you a little bit about some of these uh, misconceptions about what things mean. First of all, make this statement. Christianity is a religion. Okay, reading God. Christianity is a religion. That is a very sad statement. But it's true. If you ask anybody to name the first four great religions of the world, the answer would be Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism. In other words, Christianity is strong in with the rest. If you look at the form that you have to talk, and if you ask, what is your religion? And there is a blank. 
propagate more Christianity. Because that's what it is. You meet, you meet somebody from another religion and they say, what religion are you? That's what you say, Christianity. That's what it is. So if Christianity is religion, it is important to define what the religion is. Because Hinduism is a religion too, right? Islam is a religion too. So if you are in that category, you know different or better than them. This is why there are clashes between Muslims and Christians all over the world. Because they are competing for the same market. They are religions. This is why the Hindus are burning Christian churches in different parts of Pakistan. And Muslims are burning Christian churches in different parts of North Nigeria. Because they are all religions. Now, what is religion? Write this down. A religion is a worship of the deity through a set of beliefs expressed through set rituals, customs, and rites, producing a sectarian distinction and group of people. That's a religion. And that's what you are. You are in religion. If you are a Christian or a Buddhist or a Muslim or a Hindu, that's what you are. All of you are the same. You are simply a group of people who worship a certain deity. The Muslim chose Allah. Allah is the God that the, that the pagans worshipped in the land where Abraham was born. Abraham's father and family grew in the land of Ur. Ur worshipped a God of the moon and the stars. Allah was their God, and God said to Abraham, leave that place. This is why when you look at Islam, the symbol of Islam is a moon, a crescent moon, and a star. They claim they worship your God. Ask them if it's the same God. Tell them prove it. All religions worship an IP. And from that worship, they get certain beliefs. The Muslim belief in their religion, they got their beliefs worked out. Hinduism believe in the religion. Christians believe in the religion. Buddhism believe in the religion. Mormons believe in the religion. Everyone got belief systems. To have a belief system is no big deal. Everybody got them. Doesn't make you better than them. So if you are a religion, you are already in trouble. You are in competition. That's all. And then, the belief system produces what? Rituals. The Muslim ritual is, is it three times a day. They gotta find where the east is. And then they put their mat on the ground and they pray and airports anywhere. They pray as a ritual. They were supposed to face Mecca and pray. Christian ritual, they have to meet every Sunday morning. They have to have a few songs, you gotta have some testimony, you gotta have some offering, you got a little sermon for an hour, and then you have a little altar call to go home. That's our ritual. Hindus, they got to go to the temple of the six million gods, light and the incense candle, burn it before the Lord, cross their legs, and they gotta set a prayers up for a good harvest. Ritual. You're not different. Our theology must be checked. Customs and rights. Rights are important. Rights, for example, are IPGS. 
That's what I'm talking about. All religions have rights, R-I-P-E-S. Sometimes you see the Hindus bathing in a certain river in India, and they wash themselves in the water, because that's when they like on passage, they got to cleanse themselves. Because the Judaism, they got to go bath in a certain type of pool to wash themselves before they go into the synagogue. It's all right. Christian got right. They say you got to be baptized after you make a confession or faith. It's a right passage. Everyone have rights. It's a it's religion. The worst part is the last part. All religions create a sect. A sect that's, that distinguishes them from others and this is where the fight comes. The fight comes when the sense of being different from you clashes. You know, if a Muslim build a synagogue right next to your church, I wonder how would you build? You are. It's a different sect. Therefore, they distinguish themselves by the way they dress. The Hindus dress differently. The Christian dress dress differently. I mean, what's your problem? They wear their tie, you wear your tie. Ain't no problem. Ain't no different. Everybody got their little sectarian distinction. It's all religion. Now, here's the good news. Kingdom is not a religion. Amen? A kingdom is not a religion. Jesus Christ never introduced a religion to earth. First of all, he never joined one. He was never a Pharisee. He was never a Sadducee. He was, yeah, he never was a member of the Central Council. He never submitted to the Caiaphas, the High Priest. And he only went to synagogue so he could expose his message. The Bible actually said he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, Sunday, as was his custom. In other words, the word synagogue is important here. The word synagogue is actually pronounced synagogue. Synagogue. Shina means place. Agog means meeting. The synagogue was not a temple. It was a meeting place. There was only one temple in Judaism. It was in Jerusalem. All the villages of those Jewish people had a synagogue, and the synagogue was kind of a replica idea of a community center, a community center. Because that's where the people went on the weekends, Shabbat, Sabbath, and they went there not just to worship as people think. They went there because that's where the community met every weekend. If you wanted to know what's going on, you, you go to the synagogue. It was like a center of media, like today, you know, explanation for news what's going on. You know, that's why women and men went because everybody wanted to know what's happening in Ricky Marites. You go to the synagogue and of course they would read the Torah in this community center because the whole life of the community was built on the loss of the Torah. That was really the political center. So it is not a temple. Just as a spiritual thing. Christ went there because everybody was there. It's marketing. He didn't go there because he believed in what they're doing. He 
it was called marketing that's why you advertise on tv you know where the people are the people in their houses remote if twice was here today it wants to be on cnn cnn why you want to get this message out the kingdom of god is here you go where the people are you never join a religion as a matter of fact the truth he told his number one opposition was not a sinners it was religious people because his message was completely opposed to what they thought they are the ones who instigated the trial they are the ones who causes for his death religious people think think how do we get like this if i were you write this down a kingdom is a country a mistake and a very strong paradigm shift to shift you from religion to country is difficult to help you change your thinking or way to two rights is difficult to change you from membership to citizenship is very difficult religion has members countries religion has members countries though countries have citizens and they're completely different creatures. Members have no power. Citizens have power. They got rights. So if you are in religion, you are already in trouble because you position yourself to be completely powerless. Rituals keep you busy. Custom keep you busy. That's why you go to the meetings all the time and you have problems all the time and you go through all these motions all the time. And yet you're broke sick and depressed why because you get business but no power the power comes from citizenship not membership now what's the kingdom it is a country governed by a king with all the components of a nation that's why jesus message is difficult to understand because he was speaking to a community of people first who were ruled by religion this was his first word in his entire ministry the first word he used in matthew 417 make another that. his first public statement is matthew 417 and the first word of that statement is this word repent repent means is to change the way you think He was attacking concepts first. I repeat, he was attacking concept first. He said, the way you're thinking is wrong. You have to change your thinking. Your thinking is corrupted. Your thinking as a religion. You think in terms of rituals and customs and traditions. So I come to give you some completely different. I come to give you the kingdom of heaven has arrived, he said. The country is here. It's stopped to pitch there. So this is our challenge. There we go. What we ended up with, with this essential of conflict. I want you to make a one note of this. The theology of the 20th. 20th and the 21st century 
is not the principles of theology in the Bible. Again, I will, I will, I will repeat, the theology of the 20th and the 21st century is not the principles of theology in the Bible. How the first shock? I dare anyone to challenge me listening. Call me argue with me as a real statement that the theology of the 20th and 21st century, the one you live in and the one we just came to, the church in those centuries have produced the principles of the theology that are not in the Bible. Do you know why? Because they are products of Catholicism. Don't forget that the product of Protestant is a Catholic. Hello? I gotta explain that right, okay? The father of Protestantism is a little Catholic priest whose name is Martin Luther. He's a German. He lived in monastery. He died as a Catholic priest. He never stopped being a Catholic priest. What he did was he read the Bible himself one day. Now in those days, no one was allowed to read the Bible except the priests. The people were not allowed to touch the Bible. It was illegal to read the Bible in the Catholic Church. The Catholics believed that only the Pope and the Bishop had the will of God. And they still believe that today. So the people were not allowed to even touch the Bible. And Martin Luther one day, a little priest in that monastery began to read the Bible himself. And he read Romans chapter 1, he read verse 17. That's all he did. What it is? The just shall live by faith. He read that and he realized that his church, the Catholic Church, were actually justifying people by penance. In other words, they had come and give money and then to get their sins forgiven. And the Catholic priest, you would, you know, you would, you know, let them confess your sins before him, and then they would be free, and they had to pay penance. They had to come you, know, and bring some offerings, and then it was kind of like buying your salvations. And he said, "This is amazing. This can't be right." So he went to bishop, and he says, "I read this." His bishop says, what are you doing, reading that? And said something's wrong with this. The bishop says, are you crazy? We can't talk about this. But why? The whole machinery of Europe is built of pendants, land. We're the most powerful church with more money and even government brother. You can challenge your own. And that's how it began. He began to protest against the wrong. He was born on trials and he used to recant. So he remained a Catholic priest in exile. He loved the Catholic Church to his death. He was a Catholic. A few years later, the King of England and his name was Henry VIII. They were all Catholic. All of Europe was Catholic. Henry VIII was a Catholic. He still even his grace and he had a problem with women. You all know the story about him. Henry VIII was married eight times. He had eight wives. 
and his first wife that she had bared him a son and he wanted an heir on his throne because king is to need is to carry the legacy on and his wife couldn't couldn't conceive oh he was in a dilemma the catholic church did not allow divorce it's against the catholic laws so he was a catholic and the king was actually the president over the catholic church in england he was the leader of the church so what do you do you need an heir your wife can conceive your kingdom is about to be lost because you can pass it on and your religion says you can't get divorced so henry decided i'm going to change this myself so he passed a new law first he appointed his own bishop who he called his pope he named him the bishop of canterbury are you familiar with that that's the name of the little city he established for the head of his church and the bishop of canterbury became pope of a fraction of the catholic church controlled by henry VIII. so even today the bishop of england is a pope that's why they can get together with the italian pope with a pope in rome because they are in competition this is the problem this is the problem henry created his own pope and then told the pope what to do he told the pope to rewrite the theology and get permission from the voice of course if someone heard you you gotta do what they say so the british canterbury wrote a new theological amendment and divorce became possible everything got rid of his wife and married another woman and he called his church the british church the anglo anglo saxon church that's britain that's where we get the word anglican or anglican when they move on the west they can know us Episcopalian. They are all Catholic still. So the kid of all religions, Baptist, Methodist, Anglican, Pentecostal, Church of God, Church of God in Christ, Assemblies, Assemblies of God, Charismatic, born again, they are all Catholic. Check the creed of your church. Go with it. We believe in God the Father, the God the Son, the God the Holy Ghost. We believe in the Holy Spirit, all that was written by the Catholic Church. You don't know your history. Here's my point. My point is, you think you are all right. A Protestant is a simple Catholic who believes you are saved by faith. An Anglican is a simple Catholic who believes you can get a divorce. Don't complicate it. But Jesus came and preached something different. A theology is wrong. Sorry. Now write down this, this number, number two. The kingdom concept is the foundation of all three scriptures revelation. If you don't understand the kingdom concept, I guarantee you, you will misinterpret the Bible. I'm not trying to impress with this historical historicity. Go back and check it. I'm afraid for you because you can live your whole life on the lie. Jesus told the Pharisees, if I had not come and spoken to you the truth, he would have an excuse. He said, but because I have told you the truth, but my father 
forgive me, you will die in your sins. He told that to the religious leaders of his days, and I'm saying that's the same, the same thing today. You don't, uh, you don't need to believe me. Just go back and read the Bible yourself. Again, you don't need to believe me. Just go back and read the Bible yourself. Check it. What you are hearing in this place today, in this platform today, great prophets and righteous men wanted to live and did not. The kingdom of God has come back. It has re-emerged and you are allowed to see it. Number three, the kingdom concept and it is necessary for correct interpretation and application of scriptures. What I mean by that is if you don't understand the kingdom concept, you can never apply the principles in the text of the Bible correctly. I sit many times and listen to preachers preach and because they don't have the kingdom concept, they, their conclusions and applications are really erroneous and therefore they don't get the rest of God's promise. You got to follow the right not just instruction, but the right concept to get the result promised by the manufacturer. I am not touching religion. I've been in it. So, you see, the that in a main, mainstream Christianity was founded by the Catholic Church of the first at the first century. Chila po, the pro-gate Chila, they had founded Christianity na minana ng protestante, Tayo. We are all right. We are all born again. They're having a time. 
podcast you tomorrow yes, uh, 3 to uh, 3 to 6 yes po yes po hindi ko po sure kasi po nasa Spotify din po siya pero try ko po hindi ano mo diyan mo lang yan ano tapos i-report visual mo lang subscribe mo 